So last time, Hedwig and the Red Man went to the performance of a Raktus cultist troupe led by Jinx. And they watched as the crowd, including the Red Man, went into a euphoric frenzy. At the end of the show, however, the City Watch raided the place. And the performance, Hedwig and the Red Man ran away with Jinx leading them along a prepared escape route. Meanwhile, Ahoy and CD8 wanted to spend some quality time together as a spider scout informed them that one of the people they were looking for, a mysterious woman in a robe, was seen in the tunnels of the underground, of the underdark, uh, deep under the city of Neverwinter. Ahoy followed his scout, avoiding some paranoid Dwergar dwarves. The party was reunited at a bridge, but were ambushed by a pack of demonic hyenas called gnolls. And at Ahoy's behest, Hedwig blew up the bridge after Ahoy had crossed it, and half of the pack fell in, fell to their death. Uh, as the party and the Rakdos performers got ready to fight the remaining six gnolls, Ahoy saw that the great sword Jinx conjured out of thin air was partly covered red. And that's where we are. <coughs> Am I supposed? Is that, is that? Oops! Is that something interesting to me that it's red? Are you? Are you actually? Is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> look on. at look at your character's backstory for a second. We have yeah, that time. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that actually reminds me of a scene from a movie called The Gamers, <laughs> where they're crossing a river and the DM's saying to one of the guys, "Are you? Are you forgetting something?" And the guy's like, "What? Uh, your character's crippling fear of water." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And then they have to carry him the rest of the way. That's kind of the situation. Yeah. Oh my god. Rashad, I'm going to send you a screenshot of Please. something you once sent you. Thank you. You once sent me about Ahoy's backstory. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. This I feel like amazing. that's like upset like my father. I feel like <laughs> Like this is upsetting me. Like ah uh, there this is. was There's supposed the backstory. Sorry. to be such a heavy moment. I know, right? Yes. That's why I ended. So you didn't even get the cliffhanger last time. That's amazing. Uh, okay, here you go. Maybe I did two weeks so ago. I just I sent you now. a... Sorry, what? I mean, to be fair, you also mentioned to me that uh, your notes on yeah. all those backstories are 17 pages. So <gasps> Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, I know it. Sorry. Yep. Okay. And just to remind you, it's about like a fifth. Oh, that's actually really cool. Thanks for. Woohoo. <laughs> All right. Never mind. I'm not gonna say anything. Ahoy and CD8 are like at the at the head of the bridge. In front of them are Cinder and Hedwig, and in front of them, kind of to the side, is the Red Man and Jinx and Umbra. So, and everybody, please roll for initiative. Eighteen. Ooh, I got a lovely one. I got 15. So first up, it is Ahoy's turn. All right. Um, Ahoy looks very confused. Um, doesn't know what to do. Is looking at Hedwig and uh, the Red Man and looking at this other person with this blade. Okay. I mean, can you tell me more about it? Just so that I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a greatsword conjured out of thin air. Um, you can make an arcana or history check. 
13. You don't know what it is, but you've heard of people, magic users that are proficient with weapons that they can just summon. And so when by summon, is that like they summon other people's weapons or their own? Like how does summoning work in general in the world? Am I not supposed to know that? No, it's just you didn't roll high enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I just didn't know. Yeah. That's so, so like there are knowledge. people who basically this, this per, like Jinx, they have uh, what in D&D terms is, is called a pact weapon, which is a warlock thing. A okay. warlock is a special type of magic caster that has, like makes a contract with a patron. Yeah, there is a special a special D and D class called the Hexblade, and they are basically they are kind of like the Red Man in that the Red Man is a very unusual wizard. Like usually wizards just do magic and are otherwise pretty pretty weak. Like they they're not good with weapons, but mm -hmm. the Red Man is because of his specialty, and it's the same with Hexblades. They're the only war warlocks who are actually proficient in weapon fighting. And cool. you know, is this a Rakdos thing, or is this? Are we just two uh, very unique cultists? Who knows? Yeah, maybe you can ask them after the battle. I mean, I can ask during the battle, can't I? Uh, you sure, you can. You can ask. So the way that work communication works during battle is you can say something, and the person reacts on their turn. On their turn. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Every every round of combat takes like six seconds. So. Ah, uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So I'm going to move up a couple spaces, move up to the net, the red man. And actually, no, sorry. Actually, I already did it. So I'm going to move up to the red man and whisper into his ear, what are you doing with that person? And I point a gesture towards the person who is uh, the, the, with the red blade and then tell CDA. Oh, so CDA has his own turn. I should I have rolled the initiative for CDA. Sorry, this is a long turn. <laughs> I'm yeah, just figuring out what to okay. do here. Uh, <laughs> you, you really threw me off, Chris. Now I'm like very confused. I'm going to then just attack this the the one to the farthest north, I guess, with a longbow. Twenty. Mm -hmm, that hits. Seven. And you have a second attack. Yep, I'll roll that one again. Do the the special thing that I have, I guess. Take the five off the AC and then add ten to the damage roll. Yeah, you not the AC but the attack roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 17. Uh, that hits. Yeah. I rolled a 1. So okay. plus 3, 4, plus 10. So 14 damage on that one, right? 14 damage total. Cool. Yeah. Before I end my turn, I will cast Hail of Thorns as my bonus action. Mm -hmm. um, and then do nothing. And then it's CD8's turn, which I will have to remember everything again. I'm so sorry for this. I mean, CD8 doesn't have spells, so... Yeah, it's it, a lot he easier. He can just, like, attack. Exactly. So I'm going to have CD8 go up on the wall and then on the ceiling and then... How? How does is it there work? No okay. There is a ceiling, but... Yeah. There's no there's no wall. You're in a giant cavern. Is yeah. this not a wall here on this southern side of the It the is, but and, and CD8 can go... Not not here, like here yeah. is where it starts. So I guess he, he was, can he, go he up. here, right? Yeah, so I guess CD8 can use yeah. 25 feet of his movement to get yeah. there and then 15 feet to move up. Perfect. And go up 15 feet and then hide. Where is the action? Ro and roll then. a stealth check for CD8. Uh, 19. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's definitely hidden. Okay, next up it's Jinx's turn and they are going to cast Armor of Agathis on themselves. 
and so you can see like their body is getting like a little like an ice armor they're also charging at one of the gnolls they're just gonna charge right in, into the pack and attack one of the gnolls twice with their greatsword that oh wow that one hits and that one hell hits a lot and they are oh my god i just rolled double ones and <laughs> six that's 18 damage and that's their turn and next up it is cinder and cinder is going to cast fireball on the three on three of the gnolls they're each going to make a dexterity saving throw Two of them miss, one of them makes it, but, but they still take a lot of damage. Oh, wow. The one who saved it takes 15 damage, and the other two take 31 and are super close to death. One of the ones that got hit and uh, is the one that, that Ahoy attacked, and he's dead. And that's uh, Cinder's turn. Next up, it is Hedwig. Move forward about 10 feet so that I'm within 15 feet of two of the knolls, and I'm going to cast Thunderway, which is a 15-foot cube. So they need to make a con saving throw, DC 15. Uh, one of them passes, let's okay. say the one that is closer to Jinx. Okay, So and that is going to be 2d8 thunder damage, 13 thunder damage, and they get pushed 10 feet. All right, one of them just kind of push pu push them against the rock. Okay. And they take five damage. Sweet. Because of the impact. Sweet. Next up is the red man. Uh, the red man's looking around, and he's like, Ahoy! Hey, buddy! The red man doesn't look uh, worried at all. He doesn't even have his sword out. He's kind of just, like, watching everybody <laughs> fire things and shoot things, and he's just like, wow, this is great. They look at Ahoy. Oh, hey! So we were just running from the cops, right? And uh, we then went down some stairs, and uh, that's now we're here. So what's with you? Do you have a good evening? <laughs> I guess Ahoy is going to answer on on his turn. H Hedwig turns to look at him, like ba basically, like, are you not? You are not reading the situation correctly at all. <laughs> okay, the Redman's going to see if he can read the room. <laughs> uh, what what situation are you referring 19. to? Nineteen. Oh, okay. Just that you know we're we're being attacked by people, okay, and that he's okay. trying to strike up. I got twenty one. <laughs> I got twenty one on insight. So I, as I'm chatting to Ahoy, all like everything's completely fine. I feel the heavy presence of Boomhilda looming over me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, I should help. And I'm going to look at the Anol like really quick, like pick a target and look, pick this guy, and I'm just gonna fire a fireball to his face. So Firebolt Cantrip, I got 17 plus... That's a hit. Yeah, I got 17 plus a bunch. So he takes uh, 2d10, so that's one. Oh, I get to reroll once. I got another one. The other was a four, so that's five. Definitely going to kill him because he had two hit points left. Okay, yeah. And I also add one to all my fire damage thanks to the Abomination. Uh, that is a total of six fire damage. And he incinerates. And then I, I kind of like, like, see, I was helping. I helped. And uh, I am now covered in fire, because whenever I cast a fire spell, I get wreathed in flame. And now I cast Bright Light for 30 feet, and uh, any creature who attacks me will automatically receive fire damage. Also, I think that 21 inside will also help you with, uh, 
coming to grips with what Ahoy just whispered to you. Oh, wait a minute. You're worried about this guy? I, I guess Ahoy is going to answer <laughs> on his turn. Cool. Next up is Umbra. Umbra just vanishes. You don't see her. The knoll that was just smashed against the rock by Hedwig falls dead to the ground uh, with a nasty slash. And then the last remaining knoll that was that got hit by the fireball also falls dead to the ground with a little bolt stuck in its neck. And now it's the knoll's turn. And the one that is engaged with Jinx, not not in a marital sense, but <laughs> fighting sense, is going to... <laughs> oh my god, rolled a critical fail on its first attack and then definitely does hit with its claw attack and deals deals 10 slashing damage but also because it hit jinx in their armor of agathis takes 25 cold damage and drops dead to the floor whoa as the other gnoll sees that it just dash away into the tunnel they didn't seem very brave so i'm looking at ahoy and i'm like hey so how did you get down here buddy can i follow it uh, sure. I mean, you don't really know. I mean, you know that it ran into the tunnel. Yeah. You will not be able to catch up. Oh, no, I guess you're a wood elf, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you have, because that means if you dash, so if you... I have 70. You, you have yeah. 70. Also, CD so. has 80. And then my <laughs> range is 600 feet with the... But don't forget, it could be winding tunnel. You might not get a good shot for a while. I'm going to roll a D8... And that's how many rounds of combat it takes you to kill this guy. If that's okay with you. We can also play it out, but... Uh, eventually, I will kill him. <laughs> just you will kill of, him, yes. Well, because like, I just don't, don't want to leave loose ends, right? If he runs around, like, yeah, it's a smart absolutely. thing to do. You don't want to let someone escape. So it, it takes you six rounds of combat, which is 36 seconds. <laughs> CD8 followed you, I assume? Yeah, of course. Or did, did he stay? Okay, cool. Um, I don't know. Um... I always got to ask, you know? Yeah. Um, and so you're now separated from the group in that tunnel with CD8 in darkness. I mean, you can see that's not the issue here, but just, you know, it's dark in there. I just made my way back and just report that, just telling Hedwig and uh, the Red Man, addressing them specifically, that I've taken care of it. Um, there'll be no loose ends. Ah, good man. Hoy can always count on you. And then I ask, can I speak with the Red Man and Hedwig um, alone? For a second who do you do you just address the, the other three or do you address one of them specifically oh what i'll do is i'll walk up to the to headwing and ask headwig can i speak with you and the red man privately for a second of course well actually can i address you first because the red man is kind of a little bit uh, of a loud mouth okay <laughs> that's okay headwig like takes her shield out so this is headwig knowing that she can read lips she takes her shield out and like holds it up in front of her in ahoy in yeah. front of the others. Then I address Hedwig, I guess, and ask, how long have you known these companions that you've uh, brought down with you to these caves? Can you trust them? I just met them tonight, and I don't trust them as far as I could throw them, even though I might be able to throw them all right. <laughs> what do you know about the Red Man's relationship with them? They're in the same cult. You know, the Red Man's really friendly, and he tends to like basically everyone he meets. But if you know something about them... I think the red men would choose you over them at the drop of a hat. That blade carried by the one 
over there, the <laughs> red blade, um, is very disconcerting for me. It is, a, it is a blade of a region of this world from uh, a place that is frequented by those which we should not keep company. Or those with which we sh- with whom we should not keep company. It is very worrying to see that here. Okay. I totally trust your judgment. Can you give me any more information about why we shouldn't keep company with them? It's a blade that is a, a marker of a, of a very ruthless criminal organization. Okay. It's, it's an organization that I can't give too much information about, uh, but it is something that we should investigate or be wary of. Um, okay. I am interested. I'm not sure how to approach this, um, but I think it's, uh, it's interesting. for We have to figure out where he's got this blade. Is he... We need to find out more information here. Maybe we can use the red man to do that. Maybe, but his deftness is... Uh, <laughs> is He's not very subtle, is he? Um, I, I, you know, very fond of the dead man, as you know. But uh, it, it's uh, it, it's worrisome for me to see this blade in, the, in, our, in our presence. Um, I, I don't want to let this opportunity go. I don't want to let this person go but I don't want them to... Um, yeah, I'm just not sure what to do here. Yeah, I mean, if he belongs to a group that hurts people, the city's been through enough. If we could find out more, I mean, I wonder if they even have something to do with all this darkness that has fallen over Faerun. I have an idea. Okay. Maybe we can use the red man here and his friendliness. Maybe we can ask him to figure out what... <laughs> Maybe just to inquire about where they got the blade. Um, coming from the red man, I doubt that would be a very... Um, suspicious question. Suspicious question. From him, yeah, for yeah. sure. You hear the red man loudly exclaiming, Wow, Jinx, what a sword! It's huge! Where'd you get it? <laughs> <laughs> the red man's taken out his his uh, black iron rapier and it's like, I mean, I love this thing, but I mean, you're... Whoa, jeez. That's like... <laughs> Like six of these roll into one, and the design, oh, the red, oh, beautiful, beautiful, right? Oh, God, who is your tailor? <laughs> I ask CDA, go go to the red man and nuzzle up next to him, give him a little hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, CDA. Oh, oh somebody's <laughs> friendly today. <laughs> Jinx unsummons their weapon. So like it Aww. disappears. Cool trick though. Very appreciate. I, I love a good. I got a good bit of magic showmanship. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, this is this is a very special blade. This was this was given to me by by my teacher by Jask. Jask. We we go back a long time. We know each other from a time when we both got these red blades. Huh. Then then he introduced me to the uh, Rakdos. To, to Rectos and his his following. Obvi- obviously, it is also very handy to have a great weapon like that. Oh yeah, I mean, whoa, look at that! Yeah, it is. It's also a symbol for the the life that I had before, the life I live now, and the bond that I still have with this life because I haven't I haven't I live two lives at the same time. If you want. Oh, I gave up my old life. <laughs> I ain't sticking around with that. Many, many do that when when they join Rakdos. Yeah, multitasking is not my thing. I would I would say I have found a way to 
balance these things out. Ahoy is very concerned by what he's hearing, and I looks at Hedwig with very <laughs> worrying eyes, hearing that this man is living multiple lives and is holding on to the life that he's left or he's had with this blade. Like without dropping a beat, without like any like, I was like, oh, what was the name of the organization? <laughs> I'm afraid I can't share that. That is that is a personal. That's too personal. Oh, okay. I got you. Got you. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yeah, I'm glad I got out of that that troop with Jask. Our styles really did mix. Yeah, you know, he doesn't vibe with everyone. I also didn't. You know, as as bonded as we were in that in that other life of ours, we have our disagreements in this life. Who is Jask? Mm. So Jask is we mentioned him before he is the leader of a rakdos troop a circus that the red man was actually supposed to go and join uh, at the start of this campaign that's where he was going he was going to Candlekeep to meet up with this troop to do a couple of shows before moving on the red man while a member of the rakdos cult he's more of a you know wandering free agent he lives by the cult's code of absolute freedom he does what he wants he performs where he wants he does whatever the hell he wants and he doesn't work particularly well with people like jask who are very strict with their codes and follow the more extreme versions of rakdos's ideals which involve a lot of pain and um, letting people relieve their frustrations by taking them out on others whereas the red man is much more about having people uh, release their frustrations with shows of amazements and letting fantastic stunts, firework shows, just big flashy things. Not that the red man is a saint by any means. He has burnt down many a building, <laughs> but he doesn't follow Jask's more extreme evil ways, uh, which is why he chose to be a, a wandering performer, meeting up with troops here and there. Whenever they get, it, whenever he receives a request to join one, uh, instead of being a full-time member of a particular troop, and he knows he doesn't vibe with Jask because Jask uh, was one of the people who originally trained the Red Man in the art of Rakdos magic. Yeah, and he's kind of a like a little celebrity in Rakdos circles, if you will. Okay. He is a very powerful and influential member, but I don't know anything about his past life. All right, then here we are. Um... CD8 runs up this wall here, kind of like a little bit to the north, 15 feet-ish, um, and then runs up 25 feet. How high is the ceiling? <laughs> I fucking hate that you can do that. Oh my god. I mean, with CD8, it's okay. but I love it. I think how it's high great. is the wall? I never think it. Like, I've prepared everything about the scenario except how high the fucking walls are. 20 feet high? Oof. Okay. So CD8 makes it up to the ceiling, and then... I'll roll for him to hide. He hides. Okay. Um, I rolled a 28. So he's hidden. Totally. <laughs> um, and then... We came down here for a reason, right? We were just running away. We were just following these guys. So I look around at Jask. Are they continuing to move? Or uh, Jinx, are they continuing to move? Or are they happy to, like, we feel like we've got away. We're going to relax here for a while, then go home. Or what do they look like they're planning to do here? I mean, they were just now chilling, letting you have your personal space and, like, talking things out. All right, so I say out loud to the very, with a very strong voice that, so everyone can hear, Redman, do you trust this person? 
I look around. Who are you talking about? I'm gesturing directly to this person in front of me, and I pull my longbow out, pointing it directly at this um, jinx. Everything escalates so quickly with Ahoy. <laughs> I, I say that that's what the remit says. Oh, Ahoy, everything escalates so quickly when you're around. I love it. No boring <laughs> moments with you. Oh, God. I look at uh, Jinx. I see how he's reacting to having this weapon. I mean, he's probably very used to uh, suspicion and weariness. I'm like, oh yeah, you should have seen them in the show, man. They were great. I don't think we have any worries that he's a danger to us. And Jinx looks at you, Ahoy, and says, what's 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 the problem here? Oh, he's incredibly paranoid. About what? Like, we had this lovely Eric Cocker lady. She was wonderful. She She helped us, and she was so kind, and he hated her guts. Do you trust this person? Oh, for now, definitely. Later, who knows? Life's very chaotic. But I do not expect him to stab me in the back. To be fair to Ahoy, the Aarakocra lady asked us to murder a giant. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. She was a bit weird. Now I think about it. Maybe Ahoy's got really good insight. Hmm. I mean, I know that Ahoy trusts nobody, so I might not think there's anything particularly weird about mm -hmm. this, but uh, I'll roll an insight check just to see. Ooh, 17 plus 2, 19. You remember back to the time at Whitebrook and the antics that Ahoy was exhibiting back then? The red man was so drunk at that stage that he does not know anything about Ahoy's antics. Was he in really Whitebrook. at that? Touché. Was he at that stage? I'm trying to remember. He didn't particularly take note of Ahoy's actions at that time, I don't, I don't think. But I do know Ahoy is quite a, uh, a secretive and can be overly protective. Of when you're aware he, he doesn't like about. humans, right? That should be... But wait, is Jinx a human? Yes. Oh, for some reason I thought he was a typhling as well. So we have a drow, a typhling, and a human. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, so I just think maybe he's just a little bit racist. A little uh, bit. A little no, bit. But, uh, with, <laughs> with the 19, I'll assume that... There are, he, he is searching for some particular humans. And yes. Until he says otherwise, I'm just going to treat everyone as I usually do until mm -hmm. I know that's someone that Ahoy is in danger or that a fight's going to break out. The Ram is perfectly happy to just let everybody be as happy as they want on their own. How do you answer Ahoy's question then? Whether you trust Jinx? Oh, yeah. He's not, he's not going to stab me in the back. Right, Jinx? Jinx looks at you and says, probably not, and then just laughs. <laughs> ah, good time. We're all laughing. The laughter um, pierces through Ahoy's core as he grips tighter on his drawn um, longbow, mm. like holding back tears as he... I do put my hands on your shoulder. Like, Do you let him? Like, you have your longbow, like, you have your arrow on Jinx. Do you, let, do you let the red man, put, like, touch you? Um, as as the red man does, the, the red man does touch me. I shrug it off, shrug off my shoulder, and keep my aim true, pointing directly at Jinx. Don't worry, buddy. We're not gonna be the ones to instigate a this fight. This is not a time for jokes. This is a time for action. Jinx cocks their head and says, "Oh, it's it's not a time for jokes, is it? It's time for action." And you can see three duplicates of them appear. Three duplicates? There are like four Jinxes there now, and you can't tell which one is the real one. Ah, mirror image. Ah, huh? uh, perfect. <laughs> Do we really need to fight about this right now? Could give us a bit more information, you know. 
then ask him for more information. Um, you can also ask him. I'll, I'll ask him, hey, 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 let's, let's all calm down. We just had a very traumatic experience with a bunch of laughing hyenas. I mean, they weren't really that dangerous. I don't think any of us got hurt. Uh, no. You killed, them. <laughs> you killed them all. In, on the yeah, like Hedwig's like, what are you talking about, traumatic? Yeah. <laughs> one of the jinxes says, I didn't do anything. And another one says, he is the one who made a, made a hostile action towards me. And they all summon great swords. Great. Ahoy, ahoy. Did this man hurt you? More than you can ever understand. Ooh. Ouch. And then one of the, the jinxes addresses you and says, Oh, I did? Remind me again. When was that? Well, without saying a word, I loosen my grip and shoot the first arrow. Roll an attack. Oh, great. A nine. Okay. Uh, yeah, your arrow doesn't hit any of them. You have a second attack. Yeah. If you want to Which try I'm again. going okay. to use. And then uh, as, I, as I do shoot the second attack, I kind of look over to the red man and Hedwig and say, I'm sorry. I, I tried. And then I roll a 19. Okay, you hit one of the duplicates and it evaporates. Great. <laughs> okay, everybody roll for initiative. One. I also got a one. Hey. Technically seven. it's a two. Two. Wow, you all really suck. <laughs> it's a very... Hedwig is considering her options. Uh, I mean, all of the others were also pretty bad, <laughs> to be honest. We're, yeah, we're all just like, wait, are, is this happening? Is this... Okay. First off, it's Umbra's turn. And she looks at everyone and frowns <laughs> and hides and you don't see her. Smart. She doesn't attack anyone. She's just hidden. Next up, it is the rat man's turn. I have two options that I'm considering. Attacking Jinx and attacking <laughs> Ahoy? <laughs> the rat man will not attack Ahoy. Okay. <laughs> the rat man can see and hear the pain in his voice. It is clear that something that this man or what he represents has triggered a very emotional response and the red man's all about letting people express their feelings and he wants him to unburden himself give out you know roar out all these feelings you know i will hold i'll hold my initiative till the end of the till the end of the round you can do that oh oh i'm learning so many things all right so i'm gonna hold my initiative so that i will go at the end of this round instead of during my normal thing particularly i want to uh, hold my initiative till both Ahoy and Jinx have gone to see how they react to each other. I don't mm -hmm. know if Jinx is going to engage in this fight or if he's going to try to uh, leave or try and st stop it. But um, the Red Man won't allow Ahoy to be hurt. But at the same time, he's not going to straight up turn on these people that he just had a lot of fun with a little while ago. Cool. That's hilarious because that's exactly what Cinder is going to do as well. He is kind of <laughs> confused by the situation. And definitely waits until Ahoy and Jinx have acted. Isn't sure when he's gonna jump in, but he's definitely gonna wait what the two of them are doing. Uh, and next up, it's Ahoy facing three Jinxes. Ahoy's into this already. I mean, the tears have started to flow as his hand is trembling. He turns to the red man and Hedwig and says, I, I need him alive and then fires the first shot. <laughs> oh, well, he's, he's alive right now, so great. Well, and then I fire my first shot to the the one of the two on the left. Oh, no, before I do that, sorry. Use my bonus action to cast Hail of Thorns. Okay, and cool. Then, what does that do again? Um, an extra 1d10 to any 
the target and anyone within a five foot radius. So cool. That would attack both. So I'm gonna attack the one on the, I guess the one in the middle. Uh, there's kind of three laid out there, and there's one like a five foot next to it. So I rolled uh, 23. Yeah, that's definitely gonna. Nine plus nine so 18 damage if it's the real person the middle person is not the real one and they evaporate the, the thorns will attack the other one next to it that's an automatic hit it is a deck saving throw jinx just rolled a 16 on their saving throw um i don't know that doesn't tell me the number whether it's uh, it should be on your character sheet the spell save dc on the sheet where your spells are okay Cheat spells are spell save DC. What? There's nothing here. Yeah, it's eight plus your wisdom modifier plus your plus your proficiency bonus. Cool. So thirteen. But I mean, they still take half the damage. You don't hit, but because they are taking damage. Yeah. Such a shame. Such a shame that you just killed all of the duplicates very quickly. Ooh, that was the idea. And then CD eight's turn now, though. Oh, so. <laughs> Chris, just so you know, um, for mirror image, a duplicate can only be destroyed if an attack hits it. It ignores all other damage and effect. Oh, oops. Area attacks. So area attacks don't affect illusions. Ah. Okay, cool. Then I I never mind. Too. So you don't know which one the correct one is. Okay. Then CD8 is still hiding up in the ceiling then, waiting to reveal himself. Mm -hmm. And then in my failure, right before the end of the... Um, the turn i kind of look to hedwick with like my eyes kind of teary and just say please wow <laughs> okay then next up is jinx's turn the, there's a jinx to the left and a jinx to the right so the jinx to the left takes a bonus action to cast hex on you which is a warlock okay. thing and is going to attack you with their great sword the first one is definitely hit with 23 the second one 17 what's your ac my AC is 14. Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem... What's your dex? My dex is 3. Plus 3. 16 is the dex. But I think because you chose a very kind of comparatively weak armor because yeah. you didn't want an... I wanted stealth, yeah. Like the, you didn't want the stealth disadvantage, exactly. Well, you should have been able to get studded leather at least. Yeah, but that's, that's I think, only 12 plus a maximum of 2 if you have the dex for it. Oh. Oh, I wanted to buy armor at some point, but it just hasn't come up mm -hmm. yet. I'm sure we've had this conversation before, too. <laughs> they get one hit. They, because of Hex, they deal an extra D6 of necrotic damage. So the one hit does 10 damage to you, Ahoy. And the second, because that this is the difference between the actual spell mirror image and my advanced mirror image. Usually they can't attack you, but this these ones can. So good on you for for killing two of them. They're conjuring up four ba balls of white light and throw one of them at Ahoy. And misses and throws another one and also misses. Holy shit, you're so lucky. Whew. And that's their turn. And next up, it's Hedwig. Um, I did want to ask, we haven't described the cave super thoroughly. Is there any water around? No. Okay. There's no water. It's, this is not a cave. This is just like an underground oh, tunnel system. Why did I think? I don't know. I guess we I were in caves cave. for a while yeah. in this campaign. 
But just like I was thinking, you know, just because of the bridge, I was definitely picturing the Lord of the Rings sort of underground cavern area. Okay, but I just wanted to double check. There was no water there. Oh, there wasn't necessarily, but I just mean like the images where there could perhaps be some sort of like underground river, perhaps. I see. Just you couldn't see it. Yeah. Can a person use insight to try and find the correct person when someone has cast mirror image or advanced mirror image? Is that what would that be inside? No, I don't think that would work because it is a literal Im- mirror image. Okay. Both of like that, uh, and maybe you can do it with mirror image, but I'm gonna say you can't do it with, with an advanced. The one that I just created. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know they were both attacking okay. Ahoy. Yeah. And that that would be the thing that you could tell the mm-hmm. mirror images apart, but not the advanced ones. Yeah, that makes sense. Hedwig will approach the one that is adjacent to Ahoy, and she'll do it here because she needs all the help she can get. She will flank Which Jinx. means, by the way, Rashad, that if you flank someone, so if there is an ally basically on the other side of an opponent, if you make an attack, that will give you an advantage. So you can roll oh, two cool. attack rolls, and you can take the higher one. She understands that this is probably going to seem a little bit of an empty attempt at de-escalation, but she says... Jinx, Ahoy clearly associates you with something very bad. If we can talk about this, if we can just stop and talk about this, we can figure it out. And she uh, she swings her hammer. Um, at, because she needs to make sure he's, he's she's either going to hurt him or make him disappear. Okay, but you're like, let's try diplomacy and you whack him on the head. Oh, he's strong enough. He's not scared of us. Make your attack roll. At least I let's I said that's why it's going to be sort of empty. But she's also not going to leave two things to hurt Ahoy because she does she doesn't trust him. Mm-hmm. So that is a nineteen or a uh, higher, but nineteen is probably a hit. Definitely going to hit. So that is my warhammer. So it's not much. And that's a duplicate, no matter what you do. So. Oh, sweet. Well, see then exactly then I didn't hurt him. <laughs> yeah, but so what if they they had been jinx and it's like we can talk about this and you just attack them (laughs) well so this was me being very stern and bonking him on the head and saying knock it off nine damage as he disappears uh next up is the red man so the red man in true red man fashion he's gonna saunter up no weapon in hand is going to say to jinx he's like stop me if you've heard this one and uh i'm gonna cast tasha's hideous laughter oh that's a good one that's a good one so he needs to make a wisdom saving throw or fall prone and be incapacitated by hilarious laughter. That would be great if this works. It's perfect. It'd be a perfect way. It's a very red man way to stop the situation. Mm-hmm. It's a natural 20. I'm so sorry. That was a great idea. You know what? You can have a dice of inspiration for that. Right. You can add like a d6 to any of your rolls once. That's all I'm going to do. I'm unarmed, so to speak. And I try to basically tell a little joke to get everyone to calm down. It clearly seems that I'm not physically trying to hurt him. And it actually doesn't seem to indicate at all that they should know that you tried to. It's just a joke that didn't land. (laughs) Yeah, so he might not even know that you tried to cast this enchantment. I guess it's up to Chris, but there's nothing specifically in the spell that indicates there there are components for it there there are verbal somatic and material components so he probably sees that i tried to do something magical Mm -hmm. with my voice and but it clearly wasn't damaging or physically attacking also let's say you're not their number one priority right now Um, next up it's uh cinder 
and Cinder is gonna look <laughs> look at Jinx and at you guys. He has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna ro- roll if it's a five or lower. He's gonna make an attack against you. If it's a six to ten or like no, no six to five fifteen. He's uh, not going to do anything, and if it's a 16 or higher, he's going to attack Jinx. Rolled an 8, so not going to do nothing, not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Top of the round is Umbra. Let me roll something very quickly. <laughs> I just rolled a 1, and that means she's uh, she just waited one round to appear again. She did not run away or anything. Mm-hmm. And she is actually going to attack Jinx from the shadows. Not surprised. She, he, he deserves it, honestly, for what he did to her. <laughs> she hits once and does five slashing damage. But also she does... She does oh, wow. She does a lot of sneak attack damage. She does 22 sneak attack damage. Nice. Oh, shit. But because Jinx still wears their armor of Agathis, she also takes 25 cold damage. I totally forgot about that. Why is his armor of Agathis so powerful? It's supposed to only be five. Because the level that they're at, they're like fifth level. So, it, you know, it increases by five for each slot. So that's why it's 25. That's why. So that's like a fifth level armor of Agathis. That's what it is. What level is this guy? Very high. She does uncanny dodge, so she halves the damage. So she actually just takes 12 damage. Next up, it's a Hoyle. So I'm going to cast the Zephyr Strike, and then I'm going to use my, I don't know what you called it, the special attack with the minus 5 AC. And, but I'm going to yep. use that for the advantage one that I have mm-hmm. for on Zephyr Strike. So I'm going to roll that. First one is a 16 minus 5, so it's 11. Right. Yeah, then it doesn't have. Yeah, the next one, the total is 14. Doesn't hit either. Ah, shit. Well, then I'm going to just attack with my normal attack, Mm -hmm. normal longbow. Uh, 14 again. No, not 14. Sorry, 22. Sorry. Okay, yeah, that hits. Five. That's it. (laughs) God, useless person. Instead of attacking, what CD8's going to do instead... He's going to scurry across the ceiling um, and then jump down behind Hedwig and then um, is going to uh, help Hedwig for Hedwig's turn. Amazing. So you get uh, advantage on your next attack roll, Hedwig. Okay, sweet. Okay, next up it is Jinx. They attack Umbra with their first attack. Great sword. And they hit... It's seven damage to Umbra. For a bonus action, they are gonna throw that white ball of light. That's gonna hit you. That's definitely gonna, that's like a 29 or something. What's the range of the ball of light? I think like 45 feet. Oh shit, should have ran away. <laughs> you take 66 necrotic damage. Not 66. What? Just six. Six. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that al- that's why I said it, because that always happens. 12. So you take 20 necrotic damage. And you also need to make a wisdom saving throw. The DC cool. to uh, to not get affected is 17. Uh, seven. Uh, you are now confused. 
Great. Which mm. means you can't take reactions and you must roll a d10 at the start of each of your turn to de uh, determine your behavior for that turn. That is Jinx's turn. Next up, it's Hedwig. I have advantage or I have an addition? You have advantage. Advantage. I'm going to shoot a guiding bolt at him then. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> advantage and paying it forward with advantage. Exactly. So I've got a, a 16 plus 7 or 7 plus 7. So... I'll take the 16 plus 7. That is 46 radiant damage. 18 radiant damage. And now he is sparkly. So whoever tries to attack him next will have advantage. And, and I'll say again, you can stop this at any time. And next up, it is the red man. Uh, you said we have advantage on our next attack against him? Yes. Yep. Still not bloodied, though? Uh, no. Okay. I'm still next to him, correct? Yep. Uh, still not drawing my weapon. Mm-hmm. Okay, clearly we all, we just need a timeout here. So, the red man snaps his fingers, and a shimmering sphere of force swift, uh, wraps around uh, Jinx. I'm Do encasing you have force him. Cage? No, I have uh, Otteluk's resilient sphere. So, he has to make a saving throw. With what saving throw? It is a dexterity saving throw. And if he fails. He is trapped inside this sphere uh, for the duration of the spell, which is one minute uh, orb of concentration. And okay. he can't affect anything outside the sphere, and nothing outside can affect him. Okay, I'm going to roll, as they say, in front of the table. So on, on d20, uh, on roll 20. Dexterity saving throw. That, that is, is a, a miss. fail. So basically, this shimmering uh, sphere of force surrounds the creature. An unwilling creature has to make a saving throw. They fail their enclosed for duration. Nothing, not physical objects, energy, or other spell effects can pass through the barrier in or out. Though a creature in the sphere can breathe. The sphere is immune to all damage, and a creature or object inside can't be damaged by attacks or effects originating from outside. Nor can a creature inside the sphere damage anything outside of it. The sphere is weightless and just large enough to contain the creature or object inside. An enclosed creature can use its action to push the sphere by basically rolling it like a hamster ball. Uh, but the sphere is currently weightless, so and I pick him up, and I turn him around, and I walk towards the roof. I'm like, where do you want him, boy? Let's talk this thing out. Basically, I'm holding this grown man, who's probably bigger than me, in this big glowy sphere, like there's a giant beach ball. That cinder pipes up and says, do you mind if I just... I don't want to have anything. I don't know what beef you have, but I want nothing to do with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'll see you yep, later, sure. buddy. Bye. We apologize for the, the trouble we caused you. We did not mean to you to feel like you were in danger. All good. Never mind. And he just leaves. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So you have Jinx trapped in a cage. I've got him here for 60 seconds. I'm going to set a timer. Oh, what? No. Hold on. In real life? It's not going to be a minute. I need to figure I out promise. the whole thing. There's a lot of complicated layers here. Just to make it more interesting, I'm going to set this timer for five minutes. real t Like, real time. And then the cage just ends. <laughs> Until I cast it again next round. <laughs> I have two level four spell slots. But they go before you. Oh, you have the floor. There's nothing that this person could say to me um, I do not I don't need to talk to this person oh actually you're still confused oh <gasps> you can't do shit please roll a d10 oh shit great 
zero. Zero. Ten. <laughs> okay, wow. You rolled a ten. Yeah. You uh, can act and move normally. Okay, sweet. And just to make this more interesting, I say this spell is dispelled. I could re have you re-roll every six seconds, but that's not. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, you start saying a coherent sentence, and you're like, wait. You you have no interest to talking to Jinx, is what you said. Yeah. I think you should reconsider. You did ask us to keep him alive. Why? If you're not going to talk to him, or talk to us, what are we doing here? All right, Redman, I'll let you in. I'll have to. Cool. But this is something that... I trust you with, and it's not something that I take. I say lightly, and information that you need to keep to yourself. Can you do that? For you, ahoy, anything. All right. So this Jinx here, in his quote-unquote previous life, is a member of one of the most notorious uh, criminal organizations this side of the world. Um, a, an organization that enslaves tieflings like yourselves, dwarves, elves, all manner of folk that are not human. Oh, oh, I don't like that. I'm all about the freedom. There is nothing that this man could say to me because I know much about what's going on in this region of the world with this organization. For, um, But to keep this man alive because a swift death would not be... Um, Mm, that's the word I'm looking for. Damn it. <laughs> a swift death. Clock is ticking. <laughs> I know. It's so much pressure. <laughs> um, a swift death would be too good for a criminal of this nature. Um, and if you see the red on his blade, you can tell that this is a mark of the organization of a criminal rank that has each indicated, each notch of red indicates another murder. Um, stained the blood of their uh, enemies um, or those who they willingly kill. How many notches was on his blade? The bottom fifth is all. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of murders. This is a man that we should not trust and we should dispose of in the harshest of manners. If you say so. And I begin walking to the edge of the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do it. I look over my shoulder at Hedwig to see if she approves or disapproves or if she wants me to bring him to the cops instead. Well, why did you want him alive? The five minutes are over. <laughs> and, but I mean, I guess, I guess you said you dangled the, the, the cage <laughs> over the precipice, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess they get a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, yeah, I didn't physically throw him over yet, so as soon as it's thing, he can either drop prone at the edge or fall to his death. Yeah, I would say a 15 saves, right? Probably, I'm sure. For he's falling off dexy. a cliff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they are able to save themselves uh, and, like, not fall off the cliff. And that was the red man's turn. Cinder is gone. Mm -hmm. Umbra is still there. Oh, what's she gonna do? Oh, yeah, she's definitely gonna. Because she's clearly on our side. She's probably on her own side, but happens to be. Yeah, on she our might side have a vendetta against him. She's gonna hide, uh, and she attacks Jinx with a blow dart. It's a critical fail. No. Oop. And this is a natural twenty. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> so. I always love what the house critical fail, critical success. Cool that she's got multi attack. Yeah, I mean they all have, except for Cinder. <laughs> She does an incredible amount of 43 damage. 
They are definitely super bloodied. Not dead yet, but very much close to it. And so yeah, Umbra out of nowhere. The blow dart hits Jinx right in like a main artery, just over the like just next like next to the heart. Mm-hmm. From there, the poison spreads pretty quickly. They they're just like shaking it off, but you can see they they are super damaged. It's like almost like nerve damage. Yeah, that'd be intense. That'd be re- that's really intense. Mm-hmm. Next up, it's Ahoy's turn. So I'm going to, I guess, tell the red man, actually, I have a question for this person. So I'm going to ready my weapon and ask him the question before he dies. No. Well, I want him alive. I want to ask him the question and have him answer. Um, But can't you, isn't there a way? I can do that spell one more time. Yeah. We could probably physically restrain him pretty well right right now. That's the thing. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, There are other options outside of just killing him because like um, CD8's poison or whatever, but... I am afraid that... But see, she's probably going to kill him the second she gets the chance. Well, we could talk to her, too, because, I mean... Actually, I'm going to ask the red man this. Um, What's the name of that? uh, The the other guy? The guy that... Jask. Jask? Yeah, and then I asked the red man, basically. Do you know where to find Jask? Well, a few weeks ago, I was supposed to meet him at Candlekeep. That was not a few weeks ago. That was more than a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, well, last I knew a year ago, he was at Candlekeep, but God only knows where he is now. Uh, Jinx actually told you that Jask is south of here. Somewhere south of here, that's all I know. Okay, that's news to Hoy, I guess, right? He's in one of the major cities in the south, which is which narrows it down to basically Waterdeep and Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. That's enough. I, I, I know internally that I can use my spider network to find him if necessary. So I'm just going to then shoot this person. Okay, make two attack rolls. Well, are they at the edge right now? Are they over the edge? They are like two feet from the edge. Okay, cool. So if I kill them, they won't drop the sword over the edge, hopefully. Right? Ideally. I would say they have that sword, yeah. That sword is there. So I'm just going to roll now. 14. No, sorry, 22. Yep. Seven. Mm -hmm. Second attack. Not 20. Oh, wait, the first one was 10, not 7. Sorry. Okay. I forgot to add the modifier. Uh, this time it's 7. <laughs> and you can roll once more. Once more. That's what a natural 20 does. Oh, really? Yeah, you double your attack dice. Oh, double your attack dice. Ooh, cool. So, 12 total. Okay, you... So, 22. You kill them. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you hit them with the first arrow. They stumble back one foot. You hit them with the second arrow, they stumble back another foot, and then just fall backwards into the abyss. Yeah. And I'm going to roll a... Or you can roll a d20. Sure. And if it's a 1 to a 10, they still grab their sword yeah. with them, and it flew back with them. And if it's an 11 or higher, uh, they let go of the sword before they fell. Four. So they took it with them, unfortunately. And as, as they fall, uh, Ahoy lets out like a visceral scream as if it came from like the depths of his soul and um, keels over in tears um, as CD8 runs over to him to console him. So um, as CD8 you know, comes to console Ahoy, he turns to the red man and Hedwig and tells them, I think I owe you an explanation. And that's where we'll end our session. Thank you guys so much for playing. That was great.
So if you liked what you heard and you want to help out the show, Alex, what's the best way that people can do that? Um, Give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to reach out, uh, I almost said the red man, but Adam, (laughs) how can people do that? Contact us at seriouslyhooked.com.